track, when I compress it, it's going to treat our voices as a singular voice. Yeah. And compress and level appropriately. We will join. I know what I'm talking about. I know the audio stuff. I know the audio <laughs> stuff. I know what I'm talking about. I hope about. one of us does. <laughs> yeah. Episode 10, or episode X. This Wait. is a special. This is a special episode going on right now. Depending on if you know Roman numerals or not, episode 10 of the Unwise Index starts now. This is a special episode because we are actually sitting across from each other. We're staring at each other right now, looking deeply into looking each other's deeply eyes. Looking into a microphone <laughs> that is between us. Yeah. Are you focusing on the microphone right now or are you focusing on my phone? My eyes don't know where to focus. Yeah, I know. I'm like looking. I'm like, They're I trying. Understand. I'm actually seeing two of you. Yeah. We're, we're trying to set up this uh, podcast setup correctly, but no. In person. In using person. one mic yeah. in the same room. For the first time, not across the ocean. Yeah, across the I feel coast. this is so odd of a setup that yeah. we're missing something so basic about setting up for two, <laughs> a podcast for two people. It's like, I don't know. All right, let's grab two chairs, put a mic right in between each other, and look directly <laughs> at each other and talk. Like, <laughs> you know, we will start here, start it from the bottom, and we'll get somewhere hopefully better than this next time. We're further ahead. Last episode, best we've had. That's what the feedback's been saying. The feedback. Every episode successively has said we've gotten feedback that said it's the best episode ever. Upward trend. Part part of me wondered where you're getting this feedback from. Yeah, it's, it's mostly me. <laughs> <laughs> I did see you. Real good. I did see you liking our uh, our last episode on SoundCloud. At our different profile. Yes, yeah. clear. <laughs> you did. This is a real... You had two different profiles. You liked it with two different profiles. You know, I, I I went through the trouble of you know finding my password for this other profile and liking it. It's a decent amount of time and effort, but that's why I didn't call you out on it right away. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, he <laughs> definitely took some effort. I took some effort to do this to like this episode twice. Yeah. So I mean, at least we have some loyal listeners, even if they are in the room with us right now. They wish they could be though. No, I'm saying like we we would bring oh, them yeah. into the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, so we're here in New York in the Big Apple. I like New York this time of year. It's getting festive. It's getting, it's getting post, chillier. Post yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, the, the chilliness I'm not such a big fan of, but it's not. Super cold and snowy yeah. or anything. It's not, yeah, just yeah. getting chilly. Yeah, um, it's fun. You can go outside where we're at, which is uh, in your place of work. Place you're of in, work. You're, you're in a bustling space. place, Midtown. We got some, you know, walls, walls, ceiling, white walls. You can see through some of these walls. You, see, yeah, you can ride on some of them too. You got sticky notes over here. You got it's a good it's a good spot. We're painting a real picture. For people. <laughs> yeah. people at home. We got sticky notes. Picture you have this. walls. Picture this. There's walls and ceilings. <laughs> like oh. Radical workplace. <laughs> There's also a microphone in the middle of this place, which maybe you don't see that often. Yeah, we're right now uh, to give our loyal listeners a, a view. It's the middle of the night. <laughs> it's like empty workspace with a microphone. Recording a cast for you because we care about you. We ate some Indian food. We weren't feeling so energized. We said, you know what? If we don't do it now, we're not going to do it. It's true. So, um, and I, I don't know how you're drinking that mocha frappuccino, whatever it is, with CTM. You're gonna call me out on drinking mocha frappuccino, whatever it is, yeah. at Mr. Akai Berry Spritzer. You know, at least Akai Berry, like these are natural ingredients. <laughs> Do you these know are natural fruits. You making that this are, up? Uh, occurring, like God's put this on this earth, and now we have this bastardization of a drink, a frappuccino. What is a frappuccino? It's actually a frappuccino light, which means it's not even real sugar. It's like bastardized. Uh, Artificial sugar syrup. So the, the secret to enjoying a frappuccino for those of you at home is don't watch them make it. Yeah, like, <laughs> you'll see make? somebody take like some some like pumped like artificial sugar <laughs> yeah, like, and like put some milk in there and like blend it up and you're just like that's what I'm saying, man. We need to return to like authentic meals, and that's why the acai berry. Put some berries in there, put some water in there, some ice. Done. That's all it is. I don't think that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not all it is. They put some put a little. 
some juice juice in there. I don't know what it is. Well, you're on a you're on a what is Truvia kick? What are you on? Like not well, Splenda. I haven't tried. No, I haven't tried it. But I've been intrigued. When I was on Thanksgiving break, uh, I was obviously watching TV. I don't have cable in my apartment, and I kept seeing repeat ads for Truvia, which is a new sugar replacement that's supposedly healthier than Splenda and tastes as good as sugar. And like I've heard the stories of Splenda being terrible for you, and I don't eat that much Splenda, but I put at least one Splenda to two Splenda packets in my coffee every day. And if Truvia is radically different plant sugar, plant-based sugar, like that's pretty fucking cool. I kind of want to try it. So my understanding is that aspartame, Truvia, Splenda, no matter if it's plant-based or it's like completely artificial, like you're just blasting some shit with a bunch of lasers and getting some like resultant particles that are like just like they're not natural by any means after yeah. that. So like the whole like plant-based thing is like, yes, it was probably plant-based before you blast it with some crystals or into, yeah, into some so, crystals. You know. But like, if you feel better about it, I'm not I'm not gonna. Yeah, I mean, the marketing's on point. Like, at least they got plant in the mix. Like, Splenda doesn't hype up hype up their natural ingredients. You know what that plant thing reminds me of? It's you know when you you remember when Lay started putting made with sunflower oil? Oh yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that felt, got me. Yeah, it got like, me. You feel like you're just a little bit healthier. <laughs> yeah. eating eating a whole bag. Or of like sun chips. Like sun chips started off healthy, and now you got like. You know, cheddar on cheddar sun chip. Like, where, there's no sun sun in this chip. I will like, say, I did eat some sun chips the other day. They still have a lot of fiber in them. A lot of fiber. Yeah. yeah. I'm still relying on Centrum for that fiber. Actually, I have no idea if Centrum has fiber. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Yeah, it probably does. There's everything in it. That's what Centrum's good for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A to Z. A to Z. So, this week, I want to talk a little bit about... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you were drinking your coffee and trying to make a segue. I know, no, that's fine. That was a good segue. Fine. Segway. Segway, yeah. You said Segui? Segui, dude. <laughs> that's, a, that's a throwback if listeners remember. All right, fine. No topics this week. We're just going straight into... <laughs> straight off the brain, dude. Non-sequiturs. Uh, it's 10 o'clock. It's in New York. Yeah. It's... City that never sleeps. 5 o'clock somewhere. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. But you're drinking coffee. Which is why you're drinking coffee. What have you been listening to on the news? Oh. What's been going on? I don't know the news, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to only answer the first part of what I've been listening, listening to. Yeah. And uh, it actually ties back to some earlier suggestions you gave me. Oh, cool. Um, both the uh, This is a Beautiful World and... The World is a Beautiful Place. I'm No Longer Afraid to Die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that album. Um, is, yeah, it's so really good, right? It yeah. is a cross between, and I finally figured out what the formula is there and why I like it so much. Yeah. That album, it, The World is a Beautiful Place, I'm No Longer Afraid to Die, Harmlessness, is a cross between The Weaker Thans, Fang Island, oh. and like... Early 2000s emo punk pop. Yeah. I get the weaker dance. I haven't listened to Fang Island, so. It, it just blend those two together and put in yeah. like some like, cir- uh, uh, I can't think of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like, you know, I'm thinking like Fallout yeah. Boy, like those yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, guys, yeah, like yeah. Family Force 5. Yeah. Cartel. That's it. Cartel. Yeah. Um, man. And it's like. like it, what, what, what resonated you, uh, with you more with the album? Like, was it more the lyrics, the, the tone, and like the. The vocals themselves, or was it more the instrumentation? What did you find? I think it was, so initially it was sort of like the ambient instrumentation and the vocals. Yeah. The vocals, yeah. like, are what, like, immediately, like, resonated. It's like, this is familiar. This feels like a blend of these different bands together. Yeah. Love them vocals. Yeah, um, yeah. Just because they, they, again, like, not because they're particularly, like, gifted, but yeah. because they just, like, evoke something. Right, right. Um, other thing is, what are you laughing at? No, I'm not. I'm not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> looking at laughing my face. That's my normal resting face, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You know me for, like, eight years, dude. I I'm always giggling. I'm trying to find humor in everything. <laughs> not true. Our friend Mango said you have a distinct lack of whimsy. Remember what he, he said? He said that I was not whimsical. I was like the most cutting comment anybody ever made to you. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it hurt me a lot, because, like, the funniest thing, like, the weeks after that, whenever we interacted with Mango... I made myself, I forced myself to like 
think of jokes. <laughs> like, I need to be more yeah, you were like, We can tell, too. This is funny. Laugh, damn it. <laughs> it's like, I want you to think I'm whimsical. I don't know why. Like, whimsical is not, like, um, yeah, a good not, thing to yeah. be, in a sense. Like, it's like... Could a, be. I mean, it's not, like, good or bad, right? You could be good whimsical, or you could just be, like, whimsical to a point yeah. where, like, you're just... Like the buffoon. Basket case. Whimsical. Yeah. Um, so that's not what I wanted to be, but I like... Bringing lightness to people's minds. All right, so back to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that, that album was great. And then yeah. also I've been listening to Grimes. The Grimes oh, album. yeah, like the Grimes album's fucking that, hot. And that is another thing. Art like, Angels, right? Yes. And yeah. it has, like, this weird throwback to, like, 90s sounding, like, I think of, like, Alice DJ and, like, some of these other, like, very, like, simple synthy sounds. Yeah. And, like, there's a lot of that in there along with, like, I didn't really listen to the last Grimes album. And I've never listened to a Grimes single and thought, like, I want to listen to this again. Yeah. But this album is awesome. Yeah, no, I liked, uh, what was it, Venus Trap or whatever? Um, really sick beat with Janelle Monae. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That was really, really good. I think uh, Flesh Without Blood or Flesh yeah. Without Bones, whichever one that is. Yeah. It's a great track. Yeah. Uh, Belly of the Beat is awesome. It just felt like the gr- Visions Grimes, their or, or previous album, it felt a little too experimental for most listeners. Yeah. Like, there wasn't enough to grab towards. Like you would say, too many whale noises. Too many whale noises, and, like, her vocals were, like, a little too... She has, like, this babyish sound, in a sense. And over here, like, the beats were, like, really enticing and, and her vocals were also like yeah. really good yeah like but, she definitely had some of those like strange vocal effects but like it was like more just singing and like pop vocals it's getting there well, well we have to we gotta schedule this top 10 albums list at some point I don't, t- uh, yeah we do <laughs> it's gonna five. be tough yeah. top five let's let's cut That's it in half. Five. Yeah. <laughs> let's have that list yeah drake 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 who are the best top five rappers of all time have you seen that clip from uh spell show from spell show um it was a, making fun of the yeah, of course. i mean I, I forgot. the band p diddy's the band was it yeah it was p diddy the band I, that was the first rap album i ever bought was it the band the second rap album was chicken and beer ludicrous uh both great albums <laughs> <laughs> was it you that bought these or was it your older brother no i bought them I bought okay. them. Okay. Well, I think I, I, convinced, not... I convinced my mom to buy them, I believe. I, don't, I forget right. how it went down. You're like, Mom, I want some chicken and beer. Like, <laughs> yeah. What did you say? Well, the thing is, like, the album cover was, I think, pretty uh, pretty scary to my mom because it was like, it's ludicrous. There's a girl with her legs up and he's holding beer and chicken. <laughs> it's like, you gotta, you gotta look at this album cover. It's fucking hilarious. But Ludacris can spit some bars, dude, on what, this album. What, as young Monik, made you want to buy that album? Were you like... I, I like Ludacris's rhymes because he had... Um, <laughs> He had a couple of great, he had this one lyric about like Ginsu blades and I thought it like it sounded really cool. So I heard it and I bought more stuff and like, um, that's all. And then the band, I bought that because they had this Jamaican dude on there and I just liked his flow. And then I saw this like funny clip of Dylon because this guy's like asked him a question. Of Dylon? Yeah, Dylon. He's this guy on the man who's like huge ego and someone asked him a question like, who are the best rappers of all time? And he like, he pauses for a second. He's like, Dylon? Dylan, 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 because I spit hot fire. <laughs> it's like fucking amazing. <laughs> I thought that was just a parody. I didn't know that was an actual I band. think it was a real thing, dude. Maybe I'm conflating the parody with reality. And but you bought an album. I bought the album because of this, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, it, was, it was terrible. You sold, you sold at least one album. <laughs> the Ludacris album was good. The band's album was not, not good. The first album I bought was either an NSYNC album or an Eiffel 65 album. Eiffel 65 is Blue Dabba 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 Spoiler alert, there's no better song than that album except for the Blue Dabba 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 song. <laughs> yeah. Never figured out what they were trying to convey there. I don't either. What's our boy Donald doing? Donald Trump. DT. DT. What is it? Have you been wearing your Make America Great Again hat? Actually, it's in my apartment. It's sitting in a very coveted place in my dresser. So when the time is right, I'll, I'll redon, <laughs> redon the hat. Yeah. 
he's been doing all sorts of things. He's been like saying uh, all sorts of inflammatory things about Muslims, women, immigrants, probably us. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, don't, I thought you were on our side, man. <laughs> he's only on his own side. That's true. Um, but everybody should also be on his side. Is what his opinion is. Well, I, I saw this thing. He was uh, he's trying to like backpedal from this, where he tweeted. He says he tweeted an image of. Uh, white on black crime, black on white crime, black on black crime. It's like breaking it down one day. Yeah, yeah. Right. He retweeted it. He's famous he for retweeting it, right. He's famous for retweeting shit and getting in trouble for yeah, it. Yeah, right. So he retweeted this shit. Who's managing Donald Trump's Twitter he account? He says it's an intern. Whenever whenever it's oh, yeah. whenever it's good, it's him. It's him. Whenever yeah. it's bad, it's some intern. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well he retweeted this thing and basically claimed that like black on white crime is like eighty seven percent of white debts are black and white crime. It's like horribly <laughs> wrong. Dude. It's like completely obtuse. And like uh, the funny thing is, he retweeted it, and this the person he retweeted it from was a neo-Nazi. Uh, it's like that's nah, a problem. That's a problem. Might be a problem. Well, I mean, that's the other thing is like his father was uh, somehow affiliated with the KKK at some point, and it's not. It does not help the image if he's retweeting uh, Nazis. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, but um, I mean, Black Friday passed. Cyber Monday. We're in Cyber Week right now. Is it Cyber Week now? Amazon is, is milking this thing, dude. Cyber Week. Cyber Week. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced that the deals are actually deals. Like, I think they're just like... Right. It's a clearinghouse shit. Yeah, yeah. Do you buy anything? Uh, so on Cyber or Monday... No, on, on Black Friday, I bought a bunch of shit on Amazon. But again, I couldn't really tell if it was on sale because it was Black Friday. Yeah. Or because it was just Amazon. Yeah. So I bought a PS4. Yeah. Finally bought Metal Gear Solid Five. We yeah. got Destiny. Finally, yeah. Um, I'm going to get internet hooked up in my place on <laughs> Sunday. Look at this, entering the 20th century. <laughs> I really, you know, been borrowing internet from work and other places. You know, it's just like, you don't know, put down that many roots when you're when you're in one place. Yeah, I mean, you got LTE. You got that. I got LTE. That Verizon um, LTE up in there, so. It actually, it's just, prepo- like, yeah, it's a year in, I finally have internet in my yeah. place. Um, <laughs> it's pretty preposterous. Like. <laughs> uh, but that'll be fun, because I can play games. Yeah, I did the did, same. Did yeah, you I mean, not also purchase a bunch yeah, of games? Yeah, purchased PS4, purchased Destiny, The Witcher, and a projector. <laughs> I went all out. And the projector might not fit Might not apartment. fit, but yes, yeah, so I did not think this through. Like, we, the last episode we were talking about, we wanted to treat ourselves, so I took that to heart. And I really treated <laughs> myself. <laughs> like, dimensions of my apartment <laughs> yeah, be damned. Like, yeah, it's like, I don't care. It's like, man, this projector from four feet can project 110 inches? What? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> What, and then I'm like Googling, what is, how much does a 110 screen cost? Like, like crazy amount. They make that shit. It's really, really tough to do. And I'm thinking, well, you know, like, I, I know I, it was weird because I, I rationalized that I didn't have enough space to get a table and a TV, right? Because I, it's like, it's not enough space. But I didn't rationalize that if I project a large screen, there needs to be a decent amount of viewing distance from the screen and where you're sitting. <laughs> and like, I live in a very narrow apartment. So I'm projecting this thing. And it's 100 inches, and I'm sitting like five to six feet away. So literally to actually see what's going on, I have to move my head. And like try doing that for like 30 minutes watching no, a show. You can't do bad. it. I'm like, yeah, you can't do it. So I'm like going to have to like reduce it down to like a 60-inch screen, and then I'm back at like a, a normal screen size. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, well. But surprise. What crazy. are you projecting against? You have like a projecting screen? My white wall. Oh. Yeah, and it actually looks really good. Looks really good? Yeah, surprisingly. So this projector, I'm like really astonished how far projector tech has come. Uh, at like a fairly reasonable I price. I still think of it as looking like shit. Like no, when I'm, yeah. I'm, in my mind, when you say projector, I'm like, that's going to look like shit. Exactly, right? That's what I thought too. Because we're used to like the projectors from like school, like displaying like fucking pie charts and shit. This is like high quality, no lag, bright, high high brightness, high contrast ratio. It looks better than my LCD display, IPS LCD display I use for my computer. It's like fucking really good. 
And it's a huge screen. <laughs> future is now. The future is now, man. The future is here. Um, so I was pretty hyped. I, I'm still going to keep it. Uh, I was like hesitant when I got it, but I'm like, man, this is just too cool. Yeah. Like, and it could be useful. Like if I go somewhere and I want to bring a projector, like I don't go anywhere. But, you know, if, <laughs> if, if I had to go somewhere with a projector, you know, like someone's having a party, you know, that I'm invited I'm, to. I'm, I'll bring it. And I'll bring it and they need, they need some entertainment. Like I got the projector. I'm the projector dude. But if you went to, if it was a party though, and like this is a cool you know, fairly decently priced projector. Would you <coughs> risk bringing it to a party? Would you like? Would you not? <coughs> you're, 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 yeah. I can tell you're hesitant. Yeah. No, it's like, would you like? Like, is, would you like bring it? Like, because people could spill jungle juice on it. They could spill beer on it. What yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, this reminds me of a really frightening time when I threw up. We remember, were you there when we threw this Halloween party at the Blackstone? I think I wasn't there. You weren't there for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one party we threw in our place, I wasn't there for. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we did this Halloween party in Blackstone. We used to live together in college. And uh, I recently built my PC. I built a gaming PC. Yeah. And I was, like, really particular because my room was going to be used for beer pong. And if you play beer pong, you get messy. Like, things spill and shit. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. And I still wanted to use my computer for play music because I'm a good host, you know. Well, you know, we got to play some music. People got to be entertained in the beer pong room. You're the only guy who's like playing Sufjan Stevens as the DJ, and everyone's like, "What is everyone this? hates what is you?" <laughs> or like Death Grips. Well, I no, I took time, dude. I got like colored lights and shit, like in a fog machine. Like it was good. But the issue was is that um, I woke up the next day and I noticed that the top of my PC, <laughs> I remember this, had like a spill on it, and it wasn't turning on. And, like, my heart sank. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, a week after I built this shit, some random dude spilled some fucking, like, jungle juice at Everclear on my PC. But then I just let it, like, sit and dry for a bit and turn it on and it worked. Yeah, you heralded this as, like, divine intervention. You're like, yeah. I just let it dry. I just let it dry and it worked. And it worked. It, it wanted to survive. You know, you got to fight The will to survive. So I'm hoping that that will be the reality for the projector as well. You know, we had other happens. friends, um, our, our friends over at Some Derps Play Games, uh, co-host Mango, did not have such good luck when someone spilled a drink on his computer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> back in college. It was Dude, like a- I still blame Mango, though, because you remember the, the laptop explosion does that thing? Remember this? <laughs> so this was crazy where... I remember this. Mango has this tendency, and I know you're <laughs> going to listen to this shit, he has this tendency to buy the cheapest fucking equipment. He's a computer engineer, computer scientist, he knows a ton about computers, Yet, he's, like, turned off his mind when he's looking to purchase hardware. He's like, I'm going to buy, like, six $200 Asus machines that he knows for sure are going to break in a year. It's a waste of fucking money. <laughs> but, so he bought this, like, TV. Huge fucking TV. It looked good, right? It looked good. No anti-aliasing on that. Yeah, no anti-aliasing. It's fine. But it was, it was big. It was HD. Yeah, right. It was great. And we were, like, playing games on it or whatever. And I don't know where it was built, right? Probably some, like, child labor in China. I was like, I feel bad for the kid now, but... <laughs> you gotta do a better job, man. Like I'm just saying. No, I'm just that's awful. Uh, <laughs> but really, you should. <laughs> I lost a lot of data because of this. But <laughs> so, child labor TV in Mega's apartment. We get excited. The previous day, Call of Duty Three has come out. <laughs> you remember this shit, dude? So Call of Duty Three comes out. I'm at I'm in his apartment and I'm waiting. We're both waiting. We're literally looking out. The window, waiting for the FedEx truck to come. I'm sitting there doing nothing. For Call of Duty. This yeah. is how bad. I was I was just like, you guys cannot be this excited about Call of Duty. Because neither of you really like Call of Duty that much. You know what? I don't know what it was. I think it was just the excitement, like the childlike excitement for a new video game, right? Yeah. And so like we saw the FedEx truck come up and we like run out. 
Mango without shoes on. <laughs> we run out. It's like, dude, you're going to get like a fucking splinter or something. So we run out to the FedEx truck, grab Mon- uh, Modern Warfare 3, come back and play it. And then later we were getting bored with it. And I wanted to, I forget what game I wanted to show him, but I wanted to show him something on my laptop. Yeah. So I opened up my laptop. Innocently enough. Innocently enough. Just open, yeah, just open it up. And he's like, oh, just plug it into the TV. We can see on the big screen. Oh my God, that's a great idea, Mango. This is a great new TV you bought. I don't know where you got it from. It looks, it looks great. Like, who knows? You know? It's like a normal fucking TV. The, the deal you told me about sounds too good to be true. So I'm slightly wary, but, you know, it's, it, it's working fine. The second I plug in the fucking VGA cable in, from from the TV, from the TV, immediately the TV bursts <laughs> and my computer flames out and smoke starts billowing from the sides of my laptop. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, dude! I'm like, why are you buying this stupid shit? That doesn't fucking work. Oh man! So my laptop got ruined. I lost all my data because um, I was a dumbass and didn't back it up. So that's my own damn fault. Cautionary tale. Cautionary tale. Back man. up your stuff. I don't back it up, but you should back up your stuff, people. That's that's the uh, that's the lesson to be learned. Back up to your dad. I forgot about back that. It up, dude. I'm in tears. I forgot because <laughs> I was in that room. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like on my phone or like doing something stupid, like not paying attention. Suddenly, there's smoke coming out of this laptop. Yeah. I'm like, what did you do? Literally, fucking blew up. God. <laughs> so. Friends of the Unwise Index and members of the Unwise Index have not had such a good track record with computers um, staying in functioning shape. Yeah, being in the computer industry, <laughs> in the computer world. Have you, uh, have, have, how about your computer luck since then? Have your, have your computers... So far, yeah. I mean, because I... I mean, Because you... Cause you uh, I just switch. Switch to a... Uh, uh, to a Mac. <laughs> there well, we go. The goofy thing let, is... Let it be known on record how much of an anti-Mac hater Monik was. True. When I was a freshman, it's when true. we were sophomores, when we were juniors... Seniors, you just incessantly, you're like, can you play this game on a Mac? And even if the answer was yes, you'd be like, oh yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can, can you do it while while using like yeah. while using like I don't know? Can like, you do it while having a control panel open and you know overclocking your RAM yeah. and breaking your machine while doing it? No, <laughs> it's like, can you do it with a blue screen of death coming up? No, <laughs> it's like, it's like, what is all this stuff? Um, then you eventually switched, and so I was proven right. Um, I switched. Yeah, I mean, scoreboard. I still there's still part of me like wants to go back to the dark side. Um, if it had iMessage, if it had the iMessage counterpart, I might be more convinced. The, I used the latest Windows 10 when I was back home. My brother bought my dad a Surface Pro 4. So not the Surface Book, the new Pro, uh, Surface Pro. I don't follow. So Surface Book is the laptop yep. contraption that they made. Oh, then the sur- this is just the newest Surface. Yeah, and this is just new Surface. So intuitive. And I used it, and uh, my brother and myself were talking to my dad about it, because we really wanted my dad to like enjoy this device, right? He's been looking for a device he can use. And, and, I, and I think all Indian dads, to some degree, fantasize about, like, the Surface-type device. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like, well, I can touch it. And, like, Computer engineer, doctor, whatever, they all fantasize yeah. about, like, man, you got to have this, 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 fusion, this fusion device. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. You can flip it, you can turn it, yep. you can twist it. Like, the, the versatility is appealing. Um, so we bought this thing. My brother bought this thing. And he's using it. And, and then I started, I used it as well. My dad doesn't like it, right? He wants to return it and... Give me a real computer. And he's like, there's still quirks with it. I'm like, what type of quirks are there? Uh, are they? And my dad's like relatively computer savvy. So I'm like, what is there like an issue with the interface? Like what is he what are you having issues with? And like it is still pretty clunky. Like you're using it and it takes you like ten seconds for it to switch screens. Really? Uh to, I like, they get, flip displays. I, I thought they were like pretty okay with that sort of lag. No, the lag's still there. Wow. Uh, and then scaling issues. So all of his healthcare tech, like he has to put in stuff in the electronic health record. Doesn't scale, 
So you have the Surface Pro screen. So I don't know how my dad was working on this. The Surface Pro screen, it's higher than your retina display resolution, right? So really high resolution. But it doesn't scale any of the text oh, on the desktop view and doesn't scale good. many of the applications. So it's super tiny. Yeah, like you can't read anything. And like it doesn't work well. It doesn't scale like any well, legacy I apps. I wouldn't like that shit either. Yeah, it wouldn't scale any legacy I mean, apps. the thought was nice, but... So then what we had to do, it's like we had to lower the resolution so it scaled appropriately and then it kind of defeats the purpose of the screen. It's like yeah. you're like spent a ton on this device for a great screen and you're running at 1440 by 900. <laughs> like, it's not yeah, good. The way that Apple did the scaling up or like, the, really I don't good, know what, yeah. what sort of... Uh, Work happened before that was already an OS 10 that allowed that to happen. That was really awesome. And Cortana, dude. My brother and I tried Cortana. We were trying our hardest. We were giving Cortana every damn chance. Cortana, like, what is the day today? <laughs> the, no, the goofiest thing was we asked, um, you know, we were just going to get trying to get the weather. Pretty basic task, right? Well, Cortana. So we were like, Cortana, what's the weather today? And it's like searching and searching and spinning. And I'm, see, I still have this like deep inside me, this Microsoft love. My brother's like jumped the bandwagon completely. I'm like, I'll oh, just give it time. It's like, it's just searching, dude. It's just like Siri Cortana's takes time to across the universe. It's just it's like, just... it's just warming up, dude. The Cortana's just warming up, just getting ready. <laughs> like, just give it some time. It's not connecting. It's not connecting. It's not uh... finding anything. And then it like recommends if, and then we like looked at the instructions for Cortana and their instructions. And they're like, instructions? They're like different ways of saying things, right? And if you want to look, uh, ask for the weather, you have to say, what's it like out there? Oh, God. So we did this too. What's it like out there, Cortana? Radio silence. Nothing. It couldn't even, even when it like tells us directly what to say and we're saying it as clear as possible, you can't find and it, dude. For listeners who don't know, Cortana is the Siri competitor slash Google Now competitor that Microsoft has based on the personal assistant that the Master Chief has in the Halo series named Cortana, named Cortana. who is seemingly a whole hell of a lot more useful than the actual thing they built here. Yeah. So I was really disappointed because I was hoping for like something, like give me something. And it's, it's what's well, cool, it's baked right into the OS, which yeah. is nice. Oh. Um, so the the interface of how you actually pull Cortana up from the start menu, interact with it, is pretty slick. Like, they've done a good job making everything look slick, but when you peel back the curtain a bit... When you try you, to use it... You still see that there are issues. Um, that's a pretty big issues. Yeah. So, also the well, keyboard. How's the keyboard on this thing? That oh, actually, the keyboard's really good. Think so? They radically improved the Surface Pro typepad, touchpad thing. So they're actual, it's now a glass touchpad. For somebody a, who's a new member of a key, the keyboard snob community, can you actually get behind this keyboard? Yeah, I, I was pretty impressed. For how okay. thin it was and how versatile it was, like the keyboard was good. The touchpad itself was finally a glass touchpad like the Max. Okay. So they finally, finally, somebody finally got, did that must for have been Windows. a patent thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I hear Microsoft actually has a patent sharing agreement with Apple. The, apparently, speaking of patents, I was reading this interesting thing for games where uh, I think, uh, I forget the company that had the patent, but... There's a patent on having mini games in loading screens. So like loading screens yeah, have been yeah. like the bane of most people's existence for video games. Who had it? Do you know? I, I forget the name. Maybe it was Namco, uh, Namco Bandai or whatever. Um, and they've only made like very few games and none of them have been great. So no one's actually seen mini games and loading screens. But all their games have mini games and loading screens. And now the patent uh, is finished. It's expired. It's expired. So. Truly an advent of, of breakthrough game design is, is coming. <laughs> Well, yeah, dude. That'd be fun having little mini games while gaming all the time. I want loading screens. You want the break? The it's a good palate cleanser. Sequence from sequence. I don't need gaming palate. Cleanser. <laughs> all about that action. Twenty four seven, dude. Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I was excited about Call of Duty back then, it might have been my computer I plugged into. Mega I know, Studio. right? God, who knows where I'd be? Cost me three weeks of gaming, Mango. Remember that. Hope you're listening to this, man. <laughs> really hope, you're, hope you're feeling remorseful. Yeah. <laughs> walking barefoot between your apartment and work like we know you do when you listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So 
So speaking of, you know, so we are in your on your place of work. Yeah. You have your computer here. You have your custom keyboard here. Yeah. Um, is this like this is a pretty cool place to work? It and, is. Yeah. And so like, like what is is this like? Is your, is your ideal work environment an open seating plan like this? I think so. I mean, I think that people are usually have a lot of oh, people have a lot of like desks that are um, like scrunched up. So I, the thing over here is like the aesthetic is nice. Red mm. chairs, white tables, white walls. It's very clean looking. You, very got, the, minimalist. you got the wooden panel floors. Yeah, very minimalist. And uh, I think the main thing is that the the tech is good too. Like everyone has a nice screen to use. Yeah, which is helpful. Thunderbolt displays. Yeah. I, I, what I'm not sure of is do I like a work environment where it's buzzing. Like a lot of people are having conversations and I can see the energy around me or do I like something more quiet? Yeah, because as I was walking around, I was thinking about that. I was, I, you know, in certain places you can walk around an open seating plan in an office and tell like, is this going to be a noise like magnet? Yeah. Or is it going to be like fairly well put together? And I can't really tell here. Like it could, like does, does noise carry a lot? No, it's very quiet. And the okay, issue for nice. me is like sometimes I actually like having a buzz around me. Yeah. Like uh, even though as much as I hate the WeWork we were previously at for a variety of reasons, like there was a, a palpable energy wherever you went in this workspace and that like I fed off that and it just made me more energized. And over here I feel as beautiful and clean it is and we get we got jerky on tap, dude. We got like mad snacks, we got kombucha, all this great stuff. Kombucha. I get I, I still feel like I don't feel tremendous energy because like everyone is spaced out and it's uh, obviously not as crowded as we work. Yeah, I think that's an interesting thing that I also like I get I get a vibe off of like Peripher- like sort of surrounding energy, but at the same time, I don't want to be distracted. It's like a pair. It's like a, yeah. it's like a contradiction. Yeah. It's like I, I definitely want there to be this like feeling of focus in whatever environment I'm working in, but like I don't want to be just like it's like also if it's noisy that I'm just distracted. Yeah. Um, but also if I'm noisy, like uh, if it's I don't know though. It's like maybe part of me thinks like my interpretation of what I think is my best work environment isn't actually where I'm most productive. Like I think it's like it should have like a like an isolated like. You know, like really yeah, quiet, yeah, yeah. like really like clean setup, and it's like maybe like I get the most work done in like chaotic situations. It's true. Like, and like retrospect, when I look back on it, it's like I think that was when I got the most work done. And how I look at it now is like I think it's important to just change the workspace because I think that like change the workspace not in in uh, like month by month, but like week by week, a few days out of the week, work in a different space completely. So like work out of the Starbucks, work out at a coffee shop. Really? Out, yeah. Have you been doing that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, sometimes I work from home. Sometimes I work from coffee shops when I'm working from home and I split between the two. And I find like the movement and change of pace like keeps my mind fresh. That's interesting. Yeah. I can totally see why that would be the case. Yeah. Um, you just you just get you, you get you sink into a lot of subconscious habits almost if you're just in the same seat. Right. The same. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'll like find myself just like sitting in a different area uh, just, Feeling, you know, just you know, to you're feel just different. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, like I used to fall in the uh, back in college. I used to go in the library and go to the bottom floor called D level. Remember this? Mm-hmm. And like I would assume the same D-level. way you were saying, like if you're isolated, I'm going to get some shit done. Like no one's yeah. going to bother me. And what happened was I fell asleep. Like I was <laughs> like passed out on D level. I was woke up the next Easy day. Easy to happen. There's like white noise machines down there, right? Yeah, it yeah. felt like it. Maybe they're just <laughs> the goofiest thing was like I would wake up the next day and like walk out like groggy eyed like in, in the morning, and people were like, "Oh my, like were you in D level all night?" Like, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I was working, dude. <laughs> it's like in reality, I was like passed out to sleep. I just got a good nap at D level. <laughs> D level. I did like working on when I when I actually was in the zone on D level though. Um, it was usually because I was gonna get like owned by some test if I wasn't. Like it was some yeah. like it was there was like an exigent reason why I was in the zone. Yeah. It was never like I was on. Whenever we go to D level, like a couple guys are like just like say I oh, were gonna study like the group of us. 
We wouldn't do shit. We wouldn't do shit. Do there were a couple of times where, yeah, we used to rent out those rooms. We're like, oh, man, we got to rent out this room. We got to think in advance. Think in advance. We got to rent out this room. We got to go out. Which one's, show the, up. which one's the quietest in the, uh, the And like, we, then I think we realized we got to like budget like two hours to like goof off and to just do, do random shit. We'd, we'd, go to, we'd go to the local market. We'd get some, uh, you know, some energy drinks. We'd get some snacks, some sugary snacks. Yeah. And then we'd sit there and do jack shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we get nothing, nothing fucking done. Then we'd bitch about how like the curves are so <laughs> Tough. And like, so tough, dude. So much work. <laughs> I think that was part of the uh, the evolution of our, of our all of our characters, like understanding we were actually the reason for our own pain. Yeah, <laughs> but not willing to change it. Not willing to change it. It's just we did not care. We did not care. But we kind of cared. But we didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a balance. It's the yin yang of life. It's a balance. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't think I could go like. You know, people go back to grad school around our age, and like, you know, that's a thing. True. That's the thing people do. Yeah. And like, part of me thinks, like, after being in the working I can't world, do it's it. like, yeah, that's my first thought. And part of me is like, maybe it would actually be like a breath of fresh air by comparison. I don't know. Yeah. I think I think that's just delusion, though. I think I couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, I'd be curious to see what my mindset would be like if I enter a classroom again. Like, would I be like viscerally repulsed? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, what if you were studying exactly what you wanted? What like, you wanted? Yeah. Because like in. In an undergrad, like you're doing, like whether or not you think you're studying what you want, you're like doing a bunch of shit you probably don't want to do. Yeah, fucking physics, dude. Physics, physics, man. I don't need to know these equations. I, I I just know that when I throw shit, it falls down, man. It's gravity done. Duh. I really need to know it's nine point eight meters per second squared. Yeah, dude. Everything no. you know is either in the Bible, or what, as Ben Carson says, or you don't need to know, like Donald in, Trump in, says, or in the cloud, more like, or in the cloud. Yeah, or in the cloud. Um. Yeah, the whole memorization thing felt especially like it's like we got all the, we got the internet, we got Cortana. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you want people to be resourceful, like I, I think that people don't value resourcefulness enough uh, in the educational setting. No, it's totally true. And like, it's one of those maddening things where it's like even today, like they say, the structure of the U.S. education system is largely like when they say teach the test, what they mean is like you are teaching people to memorize shit and then dump it out. Right. And like. That's what we all did, yep. and that's like what we all did in college, and like it starts to break down with like massive friction as we saw in college. Yeah, and it's like, but what you really should be doing is like teach people to like build cognitive or logical muscles, right? Like mental muscles, and improve like, your critical thinking faculties, like problem solving, all this kind of. And shit. like whenever we did that as like the, you know, like random activity in class, it was like the alien thing you did yeah. like every now and then. It wasn't yeah. like it's like we're gonna do something a little different. Here's a fun today. activity, guys. Let's solve a problem. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Is there an answer to this problem? Yeah, it's like, where's the answer? Where's the answer? Where's where's the solution booklet, dude? You got the passcode for it? Like, then we'll, I would invariably just try to find you know, the quickest solution, which is a form of efficiency. But it's like it. Yeah. It's like the issue is it does not parallel real world thinking in no, the job. No, it doesn't. If, if the idea, it's crazy. If the progression of education is to, you know, be self-sustaining and have security to live a life and grow a family. Via getting money via a job, like via jobs. providing some utility or some measure of function for society. Yeah, and there's a very limited subset of jobs that one can acquire and get into that would require that type of thing. Which is just like input output, which is just like right. you know absorb knowledge, dump knowledge. Right. Um, and they're dwindling. And if you if you want to be competitive in the marketplace, the 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 skills you're finding in college don't always align, which sucks. It's not ready. They ain't ready. They ain't ready. They ain't ready. I don't know. We, nobody was ready. Nobody was ready for this. Nobody saw it coming. <laughs> nobody saw it coming. I like it's whiteboards in this room, dude. I don't whiteboards. Are you a whiteboard fan? Do you when you when you like actually problem solve? Yeah. We're going. We're just like it's like the lightning round. We're going on like random random different tangents right now. Yeah. When you problem solve, do you use whiteboards? Do you fan of whiteboards? I'm like I'm split. Like sometimes I think they actually work. Sometimes I think like I'm spending too much time like 
switching my attention between this whiteboard and the people like looking at the whiteboard yeah. and like my my writing isn't like, yeah. my handwriting isn't super good. Right. No, I don't like whiteboarding. I like uh, when I'm problem solving. I like to be in the right posture and like drink the right drink. I don't know. It's like the small things when I'm what like about with, with groups though. Like well, with, with groups, I don't want to be the person whiteboarding. I'd rather be the person like chilling and like criticizing. <laughs> <Chilling>. <laughs> it's like ah, oh, that sucks, dude. Just draw those lines differently, man. It's two parallel lines, not two perpendicular lines, dude. Draw it right. <laughs> Did you read the book? Draw it right. Yeah, like usually I'm the person who's like <coughs> like trying to provide guidance and oversight, uh, rather like just from the back and like trying to observe, okay. right? and, like going into into the board and like drawing shit. I see how it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I would mostly agree with that. Sticky notes. Another thing in this room. Sticky notes. You know, I've heard that sticky notes... I know some people who live by these motherfuckers. People use this. You know, there's something about, uh, like, uh, one of my colleagues, Dan, he's been using sticky notes for tasks and stuff like that. And I think there's legitimacy to it because right now, how do you keep track of tasks? How do you keep track of tasks? I use, um, within Outlook, which is, like, ghetto as it is, I use, like, the tasks thing in there. Which doesn't sync well with my iPhone. So it's yeah. like only whenever I have my email client open on my desktop do I see like the tasks in the sidebar. I tried Trello. I've tried like things. I've tried yeah, all these yeah, things. Yeah. But like the one that's in my email client is the most convenient to look at. So that's yeah. what I use. Yeah. So and it's time bound. It's like this is the thing that has to happen on this day. Right. Right. Exactly. So I've gone through like iterations where things are in Trello, Asana, then schedule and time segments of tasks to complete in my calendar. But like I'm thinking that since it's all digital, like the beauty of having a task on a ta- uh, on a Post it, you gotta like write this shit down. You gotta really think about it. It's like, I'm gonna write this down, it's due. Whenever I look at my screen, there's a post note, it's right fucking there. I don't have to go to it, I don't have to think about maneuvering my digital interface and UI to find it. It's a physical object staring me at the face. You know what, you know what could happen though, right? What? You start not looking at that part of your screen. That's true. And then you, <laughs> you like, start like looking away. Yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't wanna think about that due date no more. But you like have to. Like you can set it up to so, like the first thing, you like have to look at your post notes or something. I can see why, like, for some people, the physical, like, like, the, like the, the physical nature of it, like, makes it more powerful. I don't think that is, ne- I don't think that's the case for me. Yeah. I think I would just, I would ignore that shit just like I would ignore any, any virtual thing. That's true. But, I, yeah, some people really do treat it as, like, like, a very ritualistic way. It's like, I took this effort, I, I did, it's, like, yeah. it's like I signed this shit in blood. It's like, you know, and it's like, now oath, and I have to obey this post-it note because it's a fucking... It's the same thing, but, like, think about it this way, like, going back to college, and how do you take notes? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well. Assumption is you took notes, right? Like I just use, use like a note. I use like a like one of those, um, just a binder, just a regular old. So binder. you did write it down. Yeah. So so here's actually a interesting point. Like I would write a bunch of notes down, and like those notes were never the ones that I actually wrote down in in lecture. Yeah. Were never useful after lecture. Like it would really? help me like codify things during lecture, but very rarely unless it was like math or something. Yeah. I like, couldn't refer back to that. The best notes I ever. Like that were the most useful to me were the ones that were given to us as PDF slides yeah. beforehand, and like you could watch the lecture video on your own time, and you could annotate the PDF yeah, slides. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, because I could, because that's why I think like online learning or like virtual learning is like the cat's meow. It's like because yeah. you can pause that shit, go get some water, you can, you take can a break. Your own time, like yeah. sitting in an hour and twenty minute lecture and taking notes, I'm like dead by like minute seven. Especially when the attention spans are like decreasing. I got, got, in, I got Instagrams to view. All right, like I got, and I got, you got like you got a do. room full of people with like varying levels of I don't give a shit. Yeah, and like it's just like the worst. It really is. But what I was saying is like when I was taking notes uh, for the like freshman year, <laughs> I kind of fell off the bandwagon after that. But like yeah. when I was writing stuff, I remember down, you had like crazy notes. I had crazy notes. Like I I took the shit seriously, and then but like I brought my I was starting to bring my laptop into class, and I noticed that you know uh, the allure of you know taking like browsing the internet 
Well, it's like too much <laughs> to take notes. Even when I took notes, I was typing like it's like typing random shit. I'm not actually like doing half it. listening, but like you can't yeah. like you don't know where this fits in. But if like you're when you're writing it, you're like have to write it. You have to understand what you're doing. And the worst part is like bringing a laptop in class. I think is terrible. I think they should ban laptops and cell phones in classrooms. Like I'm thinking, ban cell- whoa, 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 back up. I think so. I mean, you're, you're you are you're doing. If we care about hey, the kids of hey, our future, c- classical liberal. Let me back up for a second. <laughs> back up for a second. Um, you are saying because you don't have self-control and some, some other people don't have self-control should ban the entire... What? Well, what I'm saying is... What I'm saying, I'm thinking that the kids of today are growing up. They're growing up with iPhones. They're growing up with they're tablets. They're fucked. They're already screwed. Well, I, what I'm saying is we can stop the next generation from being screwed and being distracted. Like, I don't know how they can have any attention and learn. I, I will tell you, it is a scary thought to think about somebody who is 10 or 11 having an iPhone and like that. That's like an appendage. Yeah. Like it's like an appendage for me, and I got it starting in college. Like, yeah. imagine somebody has a smartphone starting 10 years old. That is like, a, like you can't survive without that. Yeah, right the, the, you, we would either you ban the cell phone in the classroom or find a way to significantly restrict its use, or you have to do away completely with the idea and paradigm of teaching a class. Right? They cannot be a lecturer, lecturing classroom. They have to go some sort of digital. You might have interface. to resolve, you know, re- might have to result in them emphasizing problem-solving skills, or maybe, you know, maybe <laughs> that might happen. No, oh, I agree. Like the whole idea of like memory and recall, like goes out the window. Yeah, the Mace window. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Mace window. Uh, R.I.P. Coming to theaters. Oh, R.I.P. Oh, he, oh, he did die. Shit. Anakin in like his maximum bitch mode state, like. Chopped off his well, head. Well, actually, speaking of which, it, during Thanksgiving, I watched uh, the first three episodes. I fell asleep. For, wait, wait, episodes like the original three? The original like, three, yeah. Okay, Like nice. four, five, six, yeah. Um, so I, I watched I was going to say, did you lose the bed if you're watching the first? <laughs> I like episode three, though. FYI. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so, I, yeah, so I, I watched all the four, watched half of five, fell asleep for five, and fell asleep for six. Um, but I'd forgotten. They were really good movies. They're really good. And I watched it with our friend Eric uh, about a year ago. And what I didn't realize, because I hadn't watched them all contiguously. Like, I watched, right, like, right. parts of each of them. Yeah. Like, they're really fun. Like, they're, they're the really whole, fun, like, yeah. you know, squad mentality. It's like, you know, like, you know, in the team. It's a and, like, gang it's, going it's, together. And it's like, fun. Yeah. And it's like they're having, like, the, like I, I didn't realize how self-serious the first three, like, the, the quote-unquote first three were. Yeah. Um, until I saw the original three. It's like, yeah, it takes, so much more fun. And, like, self, jokes, yeah. you know, self-joking and stuff. Well, I mean, they had Jar Jar. But even Jar Jar was like, I can think part of why Jar Jar was not successful, um, you know, all all respect due to Jar Jar, was that he was put in this movie that was otherwise, like, episode one was somewhat, like, comical. Yeah. And they just got, like, way too serious. They got way too serious, yeah. Like, I think Lucas got way too focused on building this crazy world with a bunch of aliens in it. I think that, yeah, well, that was one thing. Uh, but I think the main issue is, like, they're trying to show a significant, like, fall of an individual. They're showing, like, Anakin progressing from, like naive young child to like uh, Jedi prodigy to good person to like evil person like in a very short time frame it took Breaking Bad like 70 hours to show the fall of Walter White I mean like talk about a contrast and doing that with with, with subtlety with finesse right yeah and like they had to condense this in like an hour or two and it's like ends up being like really contrived poor dialogue but they couldn't really work with much right I mean that was that sort of gets to the argument that I mean like I think we all saw us Breaking Bad fanatics, I would say, towards the end, which is like, maybe this is the right way to do drama, period. Like, right. having, like, an actual arc that can span, you know, like, multiple seasons, as opposed to, like, like, like the move, like, it really calls into question what you can do with a character in terms of, like, evolution, especially, like, a Fall from Grace story. Yeah, exactly. And, like, even a trilogy. In a trilogy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think the that characters was... have to kind of be the same. Not, yeah. like, the same, but you know what I mean. Like, they, they can't, can't, they can have, like, a Walter White Yeah, dramatic, and, and the, the difference between... You know, Walter White in the beginning of Breaking Bad to the end of Breaking Bad is not even, I think, as stark as the beginning of Anakin to the end of Anakin, yeah, right? Like, yeah. 
you go from Anakin to he's killing kids. <laughs> like he's that killing was, kids. Yeah. <laughs> and at the beginning of episode three, he's remember fundamentally good. Like, right, like, yeah, right. Like it's not even like you started that in episode like, two. It's like episode three, he's like with Obi Wan doing some shit. Yeah. And then it all goes downhill when, when Darth with the when Palpatine's like Cut his head off. Cut his head off. Yeah. Do yeah. it. Yeah. But it was, I mean, it was, the genesis was he was trying to say that the love for uh, Padme. Padme is so high. Well, like, I, 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 I could understand that. I can understand that. I can understand, I understand that. understand that. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so I, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> you were right, George Lucas. You were right. You were right. Man. <laughs> yeah. I remember we, so we played, a, we played this game called Ride the Bus, which is a drinking game. Oh, yeah. Uh, with yeah. our friend Mango, and uh, he had a pack of Star Wars playing cards. And, like, oh, right. They were all just like, you know, Star Wars characters and normal playing cards. But uh, even though the Padme cards were never ranked that high, there were a couple of queens, I think. But yeah. um, we always treated them with a special <laughs> reverence yeah. because, you know. Natalie Portman. It is. I mean, she's a brilliant mind. Like Harvard people don't graduate. know her, don't know her background. Like, uh, like obviously she's beautiful and talented and all this stuff. But um, talented not only as an actress, but she's like done neuroscience research, been published in Nature. Like she is like brilliant. She is like <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so Natalie, if you're hearing this, like, give us some tips on how we could have done better. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? What happened? What happened? Just like a five, a five wise. What happened? Weren't paying attention in class. That's why she probably took great notes. She probably did. Yeah, I bet she was one of those phenomenal note takers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the kind of note takers that you and I were always trying to get <laughs> the notes from before the test. Well, I always joke like the only reason I survived college was uh, from friends' notes, and in particular one of her friends, uh, Sruthi. Oh yeah, she, like prodigy when it comes to note taking. Yeah, like literally, I would not. I would fail. Like biochem would fail. Bio, I would fail most of my classes. Like didn't have notes, partly because I didn't show up. Partly because my notes were poor. So I always joke like my. Uh, my degree should have her name on it. It's like, this is awarded to Monik Mott and Sruthi Swakamori's notes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think we all had, we all had those, uh, those benefactors throughout yeah. college, but you like, yeah, I like this plaid shirt you're wearing. <laughs> I can see it now that we're in person. <laughs> yeah. It's right? a lumber. It's literally a lumberjack yeah, shirt. It's the red, red, urban outfitters, urban outfitters, urban outfitters. Yeah. There's an urban outfitters on campus at Berkeley. Oh, nice. There's an alternate universe where you went to Berkeley and you, uh, and just hung out at Urban yeah. with a bunch of cool <laughs> kids. Very, very, very different reality, yeah. It's like the same, except... <laughs> I mean, do you, do you, I mean, when you go to, um, like, bars and things like that, do you, how do you perceive yourself? Do you perceive yourself as the cool kid? No. No? I perceive myself as sort of like the, like, I don't know. It's like, I'm always wearing, like, the same shit I'm wearing right now, which is, like, yeah. jeans, a hoodie, a t-shirt. Yeah. It's like, got, you know, I'm like, not... In the, in the valley, that's, like, that's, Come like, staple, place, right? right? Yeah, yeah. That's happenstance. That's whatever. That's, like... But I don't perceive myself as being especially the cool kid there, yeah. unless I've had enough to drink. But you know, everything. Yeah, I'm the cool kid. Cool kid. Yeah. Feeling real cool. Um, here in New York and in London and stuff, it's like I definitely feel like a little bit of like a, I don't know what the word is, but like a little bit of like the like in your like it's like oh look at that guy he's just wearing a hoodie in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I, but I try not to like play up any sort of like I don't know snubbery or like is, is indignant the right word? I don't know. I don't know. What do you do? You feel like you're the cool kid with your hobo jacket on? With my hobo jacket, yeah, I do. We get the hobo jacket and the lumberjack shirt. And Issue, like I feel like I'm growing out of uh, like a lot of these, like how people the cliques that exist, right? Like they're like cliques that I've always felt that I was like closer with, or, like identified with, and like I, I always recount like these rave stories, like right? Like the vampires, or like the vampires, right? Uh, like I always recount these like rave stories and all these people and like. The indie scene and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, it was yeah. fun to interact with these people and, and things like that. But now when I go to these places, I feel very out of place. Like recently I was at this um, rave after Comic-Con. 
and I'm like dancing and stuff like that. But like I'm like I can't keep up with these kids no more. <laughs> like I can't keep just up. going crazy. They're just like going crazy, and I just like uh, maybe it's age, and maybe it's like might what am I doing drugs. here? They might, have, they might have been on drugs. <laughs> they might have been on drugs, but it's like this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You got to find your tribe. And it's hard to find. I know what tribes. you're saying, though. It's, yeah. it's like I think post college, post whatever, whatever phase we're in right now. Like tribal definitions are askew. They're not. Right. I mean, they're not. Clear. And some people have like adhered to the tribal definition, and they're not willing to jump out of that tribal definition. And when you go it. interact with that tribe, then they're like, "Oh, who the fuck are you?" Like. But I think even people who have tribe, like maybe the definitions are just along different lines now. But I feel like across all, most most people we know, it's like the, the tribal definitions don't seem as clear cut as they were in college. Like yeah. they seem like. I don't know. Maybe, maybe outside, which is good. Which uh, is where it should be. Outside of like, outside of like, oh, you know, like he's, you know, these are bankers or programmers or right, whatever. Right, right, right. Um, and even then, it just seems fuzzier. But I know what you're saying. It, it seems still like rigid in its own way. Yeah. Yeah. We should all just come together, man. I'll just come together. Elect Donald Trump. For the future. For the future. <laughs> but, but build a wall. We can't have the wall. The walls to keep us like together. Vi- I like that vine you linked to me. Wall, 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 wall. <laughs> it's hilarious. That that vine count, uh, vine account, actual GOP has yeah. some pretty pretty good stuff. Some gold. So I was in Florida uh, over like Thanksgiving, like yeah. last week, and like it's funny when we joke about Donald Trump, and I enjoy doing it all the time. But like I saw like plenty of you know like immigrant workers there, yeah. and like I was just like, man. Like this is these are the people this guy's picking on. Like, yeah, like always the like uh, the jokes, and then you like I always thought like, jokes are waste. You see some thread of reality, and you're like, "Fuck me!" Like this is so I know, this right? Is so terrible. I know, right? It's funny because like I viewed like laughing as like a coping mechanism for how absurd it is. How absurd it is, right? Because like then you look at it, and like the policies are gonna produce so much human suffering at some level, right? Some of these policies, yeah. and it's like, man. That's not good. <laughs> it's like, and all I can do is laugh because I'm not. I can't confront the also, suffering. Also, <laughs> also, those those vines are really good. Those, yeah, those vines need, and those tweets are really good. Homeboys need to laugh, man. Homeboys need to laugh. This is like the this is like this is the greatest struggle of our generation. It's like, <laughs> do I laugh at this BuzzFeed listicle or do I em, do I empathize the plight of these people? Right, right. It's pretty terrible. Um. Why not both? <laughs> yeah. Why not both? Why not both? <laughs> we have we have enough heart to do both. I think. I think so. Yeah. I um, think so. God. Yeah. Getting back to like kids having cell phones and they're early. Yeah. Like I think about like all the information I consume now. Like it must be like non-stop. And I know this is true because like kid, people have kids and like nieces and nephews tell me this, but it's like I think about like how much I am trying to refactor my own mental habits around like you know like not always being in my phone or always looking at Twitter. It's like if that was just like literally like hard coded into me effectively yeah. because I was doing that starting at like ten or eleven. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah, exactly. Either you can you can think that like like I, I can't, the access to information will benefit, uh, or people will be distracted by all the other applications, and it's just a huge deterrent and stunts people's growth. You're just super distracted all yeah, the, all, all the, time. the time, and you can't get anything done. And you're just like fucking just going back and forth, and like I don't know, man. I I, I I'm not I don't like. I don't interact with kids in my day-to-day life, yeah. so I don't even know what kids are like these days. Apparently, and this is like the mythical shit I've heard, is like they can type on iPad screens with two hands, like, like the virtual keyboard, what? at close to 160 words per minute. Kids can? Yeah. That's crazy. Like they just know how to do that was like as good so as... So like, like we're going to be like the old geezer, yeah. the next user And they're just face. like, boom. Like, Damn. It scares me. It scares me to think there's like a more agile, cunning group than us. Like we're no longer young, like the youngest. We're starting to like become like the slower gazelles. 
It's sad. We were the fastest gazelles. You and me, pers- <laughs> you and me personally. But yeah, 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 yeah. We were there, though. We were, we were there, though. We were at least in, in that tribe, large, like that tribe real large, right? Right, right, right. Well, that makes me, that kind of makes me excited, though. If they're like, it's just like hardwiring their brain differently, um, it could produce pretty powerful things. Yeah. If they're like actually able to, like, um, I mean, I don't know if typing is a good proxy of understanding. Right. <laughs> if there's like significant change in hardwiring, but something's changing. No, I think the implication of being that connected all the time. Yeah. Like, at least, like, your basic assumptions about communication and, like, how you, like, you know, like, like the friction with which you communicate with, like, your peers or, like, yeah. even people you don't know as well, like, just completely different. Well, actually, another, I think, maybe a great byproduct of, like, the hyper-connected world in an early age is um, it's a good, uh, like, vaccine against prejudice, discrimination, and, like, anger towards other identities. It's too bad worlds. vaccines are made up. <laughs> no, but yeah, well, it's true. We can talk about, you know, uh, vaccines. Oh, you gave me this look for like a, a second where you're like, wait, what? Yeah. We can talk about vaccines, but um, like if they're interacting with people in a, in a global society, um, I've always found that, you know, the individuals who have like preconceived notions about groups of people and others and adhere to some identity very strongly, and they actually meet the other person and chit chat, yeah. have a coffee, have a little Starbucks refreshers, like it almost dissipates it goes away yeah and if that's true and more more kids are interacting with kids from around the world in a hyper connected way maybe they might not be smarter maybe they'll be distracted but maybe they'll be kinder to each other i think so too i think like the yeah. the basis for hatred gets diminished when like you have just vanilla experiences with all sorts of people right and like for us and a lot of people we knew it was like cyberspace it was like gaming it was doing all sorts of like you know goofy shit with like yeah old counter-strike or yeah, old yeah, you know yeah. warcraft 3 and like playing yeah. with like people and like Bosnia or like Russia right, right, or whatever, right, right? And like it's strange when like that person goes from being a caricature of something you read in a history book slash your friends just made it, made, made fun of their accent or whatever to like being an actual person, right? Exactly. Uh, interact with. That's why I was like almost uh, I, legit. I almost teared up when I saw Microsoft's uh, translator app. Yeah, you ever see that? Um, they had like some good marketing videos for it and like showing like kids from different nations interacting and it like automatically translates the other voice and you can speak back to it. And it's an actual conversation. In different languages, like that's pretty fucking crazy. It's too bad Cortana doesn't work that well. I know. I don't think it's based on Cortana though. No. Oh, okay. it's something else. So Microsoft like language API or something. Okay. Different department at Microsoft. They're doing a Microsoft ad almost moved you to tears, which is I think that's how that's progress. <laughs> how deep my love is for them. I'll come back. You're just to that like, yet. please let this be. Yeah. <laughs> so weird, dude. I know. I know. Well, that gives me hope yeah. for the future. It, yeah. I agree with you. There's a couple of, like I'm sure it'll be some good and some bad. Like classically good and classically bad. I mean, like I'm sure there'll be some distraction. There'll also be like I think I think like the world is well, let's get more interconnected. The basis for like discrimination and all that ignorant shit. Yeah. It's going away. <laughs> all that shit. <laughs> like it's like the, the, the like the basis for like mass yeah. ignorance like leading to that sort of hatred, I think. It's like it's getting more and more like ridiculous. Like literally like the root word really dying ridicule. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. He's the hope so. Otherwise, we'll like you see and uh, we just go back to the old man. Yeah. Like, 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 like,